We highly appreciate you all today. And uh, once again, our next day you stop at Philadelphia WS. Please have all tickets signed. Highly appreciate you all. Today. Quick question for you. How'd you choose this seat? How'd I choose this one? Yeah. I don't even remember choosing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's usually all. I don't, usually don't take seller. But it's just like 70 bucks. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? No, no, no. I mean, like, this particular row, this particular. I don't think I chose. I think it was like specific ones that were left. Okay. Right on. Oh, because uh, I have this thing where I always get a row, a seat in row 10. Oh, yeah. Or a seat in row 9. 10 and 9, those are, oh. it fluctuates. And here I am again in row 10. I'm like, I need someone to verify what happened or what keeps happening to me. So thank you. You're at 109 right now. So I'm a substitute teacher and I was in class today. And the students were working on their assignments. But as I was sitting at the, behind the teacher's uh, desk, I came to the realization that um, I understood or rather, I was able to rationalize as to why I had these encounters with uh, 10 and 9, particularly the number 10, um, specifically when I was riding the train. You see, I had rationalized. I, I had come to the conclusion. I was sitting there at that desk, and I said, oh, I know why this happened. It's because most people prefer to sit, oh, excuse me, excuse me, most train passengers prefer to sit at either end of the car because either end of the car is closer to the exits, right? If you can picture the train car, the exits are not in the middle, but they are at either end. Those doors open and you can exit the train cars. So people, I'm not talking about subway trains. I'm talking about, you know, like Amtrak trains, transcontinental, you know, uh, if you're in Japan, the Shinkansen and other trains, KTX in Korea. Anyhow, um, if you're riding the train, I rationalize that the preferred seats are toward either end because they're nearest the exits. Okay. Now, by that logic, the center, the middle of the train is probably where there will be fewer uh, passengers, where the seats will not be. Uh, where, there's, where there's less demand for those particular seats. So um, that's the rationale, right? And uh, how that explains why I was seated or assigned to row, a seat in row 10. Well, I'm not a picky guy. That's one way of saying it. I'm very flexible. That's another way of saying it. Another way is that for instance, when I was in Korea, and I, I, I rode the train often in Korea, um, I didn't want any problems getting a ticket. So I basically accepted whatever was available for the most part. And so if you accept whatever is available, then by the, by the rationale that I just presented, then I'm, you're going to tend to be in the middle of the car where no one wants to sit, right? I think I've explained this sufficiently. And there I was in the classroom, and I was thinking to myself, hey, I think that that's what explains why um, I was seated in row 10. 
no one wants to sit, sit in row 10. Now imagine the train car has 20 some odd rows. 10 would be half of 20 and 10 would be in the middle, right? So this is also, you know, helps to explain, you know, what's going on. It's in the middle. Probably if people don't want to sit there, I'm the flexible guy. I'm the guy who's like, yeah, seat me wherever. I just need a, a seat on this train. And they're like, oh, great. Here you go. Here's a seat in row 10. Right. So that's the rationale that explains why I was seated in row 10. And what's interesting is in 2015, when I rode the train in Korea, I was traveling from Japan back to Korea. It was actually three days before my birthday. Yes, I was thinking about my birthday because it was three days before my birthday. And I happened to be assigned a seat in row 10. And when I sat down, I looked up and I could see not only the sign that said I was in row 10, but also the sign to the right or to the, the row in front of me that said, hey, this is row nine. And so for me, seeing 10 and nine in that manner, you know, nine following the 10, then I just saw 10, nine, rather than it being reversed and seeing nine, 10, I saw 10, nine. And I, that made me think of my birthday. I was alone. That's what usually happens. If you're lonely, then these, these things play with you, you know, but it's also a beautiful thing to be alone, right? To have, your, for your mind to be unencumbered with, you know, worries, doubts, you know, concerns. And um, so anyhow, I got the ticket. I, I was seated in row 10 on that train, and it was three days before my birthday. That was 2015. I remember that moment distinctly because when I saw the numbers 10 and 9 above the seats, above the rows, um, I snapped a photo of it, and I sent it to Facebook to share with all of my friends because I was alone and I just wanted to say, Hey, you know, Hey, look at this. This is my birthday, you know, and I'm seated in row 10. What a coincidence. And that was it. And that's exactly what I did. I shared it with, you know, anyone of my friends who noticed it on uh, Facebook and for them, I'm sure they just, you know, noted it. Oh, look at that. 10, nine. Yep. There it is. Three days, Larry's birthday. Okay, cool. Whatever. And for me, it was like, hey, whatever, you know. But because I posted it to Facebook, I remember it. I have pictures. I have that picture, you know. I have that Facebook post. I've got all of that evidence of that moment. That was 2015. But in 2022, wait a minute. In 2015, I had no idea why I was chosen to sit, why I was assigned to sit in row 10. I had no idea. In fact, in 2022, last year, when this happened to me again, I still had no idea, no rationale for it, but only because of today when I was sitting, you know, at the teacher's desk, substituting this class, did it dawn on me, hey, maybe this is the reason why I was assigned to that row. So what happened in 2022 is I was traveling from New York to DC and same thing I was riding on the train and um, I needed a seat. I was assigned a seat and yeah, I was assigned a, a seat in row 10 
And that was a bizarre moment for me because I was like, here I am in America experiencing this again. The dates did not match up. This wasn't anywhere near my birthday. Um, But because I had these multiple, I had numerous uh, occasions on which I would serendipitously encounter these numbers, 10-9, 10 or 9, and sometimes just 109, which to me I read as 10-9, okay? If you follow the channel, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, Anyhow, it um, it was just another one of those moments where I'm like, hey, this is odd that it's happening to me again. So I turned to the passenger next to me to figure out, like, how come I'm trying to figure it out for myself? How come this happened to me? But I'm I'm wondering about him, like, hey, man, did you choose to sit in row 10? And the guy tells me, nah, I just uh, purchased a ticket and they assigned me wherever I just needed a ticket on the train. And I was like, yeah, right. It didn't really matter, you know, just just needed a cheap ticket or whatever. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever. And so the idea that he too had been assigned to this seat this in this row completely randomly, then that resonated with me deeply again because it was, it's like anytime I see 10 and 9, I'm not looking for them. I just randomly happen to encounter them in some really mysterious, under very mysterious circumstances. Like that time when I walked into the motel room and there was 109 on the satellite dish or the satellite box sitting on top of the television. And I'm like, yo, those are my numbers. I was assigned to this room, but maybe if I had gone to another room, I wouldn't have seen those numbers. But I I got, I'm the one who was assigned these to this room and I saw those numbers. Like, I'm, it's really bugging me, right? Same thing as when I arrived in Saudi Arabia and I, you know, and I was hailing a a taxi and the next taxi in line had the license plate 109. It resonated with me because I'm like, those are my numbers. Why? How did this happen? A minute earlier or a minute later and I would not have been matched with this taxi. But here I am in this moment. Like, all right. So anyway, um, there I am sitting behind the desk in the classroom, and I have this whole revelation. I'm like, oh, it's because of my attitude, because I'm just like, whatever, I'll sit whatever. And the hidden, I guess, metrics, the hidden mechanics of the situation I hadn't dawned on me. Other people are deciding to sit, you know, at either end of the of the car. You know, that that sort of uh what is that? That that embedded uh, preference wasn't apparent to me. So anyhow, sitting at the desk and it dawns on me and I'm like, let me share this story with the students. So I approach the front of the classroom and I'm like, look, some of you guys aren't working on anything. Some students were working, others weren't. And I said, look, I want to tell you something and it's going to take me like three to five minutes. So give me three to five minutes and I'm going to share it with you. The students perked up and they listened and they said, sure, let's go. So I started to explain to them, or actually I asked them, I said, hey, um, when you get on a train, where do you prefer to sit? Toward the ends or in the middle? 
I got a couple of answers. Okay, just to start the conversation. And someone said, you know, in the middle, and then someone said at the end. And I said, well, why? One, one dude said, you know, I think he said something about um, more passengers passing. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to try to remember what they said. But I got two answers, and I asked those guys, so why? Why did you choose to those particular seats? I got some interesting answers, and that helped me. Their answers helped me lead into what I was going to say. I said, you know, uh, I'm usually in the middle of the train because I don't particularly care um, to sit wherever or to, excuse me, to sit at either end. I don't have a preference. I, I just find a seat, and it's usually in the middle. And uh, the other gentleman said he wanted to sit at the end. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then I told the guys, you know, I found myself seated in row 10 uh, on this day. And those numbers, you know, and I told them it happened to me a couple of times. And it just, um, you know, those numbers resonated with me. So forth and so on. And then I told them about the time that I walked into the motel room. Well, excuse me. I was explaining to them my rationale, saying, I think this is why I'm usually in the middle, because I don't have a preference for where I want to sit. And so they listened, and they they got that. And then I told them, hey, um, but those numbers, because I was assigned a seat in row 10, that resonated with me, <clears throat> because I'm often encountering the numbers. And then I went in to elaborate and say, you know, I just happened to see those numbers in a number of places, and I gave them one example in the motel room, as I did a moment ago. And so they understood the story a little bit more. And then I got some responses from the students, and one student was like, yeah, I see numbers too. And I was like, oh, you do? Tell me. He's like, yeah, whenever I see the numbers, and he showed me on his phone, he's like, 333, then I'll snap a photo of it on my phone. And I'm like, good, I do that too when I see 109. And then another gentleman or another student was saying, yeah, um, they're your angel numbers. And I'm like, oh, angel numbers, yes. Tell me more. And so she tells me a little bit more about her angel numbers. And she's like, yeah, um, you know, her number is seven and it's the number of completion. And she goes into this whole spiel about numbers. And I'm like, yo, you guys know about numbers. You guys already have some prior knowledge on numbers. I didn't have to tell you anything about angel numbers. Didn't have to tell you anything about, you know, the meaning of, uh, or, or my experience of, of collecting these moments when I encounter these numbers, like that's all your experience that you're bringing to the table. So when I was explaining my situation to them, they resonated with me because they knew from their personal experience, you know, what I was experiencing. So the commonality was established. There we were, you know, what I was explaining wasn't very strange. Well, it wasn't unfamiliar. Then the young lady said, well, what do those numbers mean to you? Are they like your birthday or something? And I was like, that's exactly what they are. 10-9. Oh, and she said to me, she was like, well, 10-9 is like October 9th. She's like, is that your birthday? And I'm like, yes, it is. So that added a little bit more depth. That added more depth um, to to the uh, you know to the story, and 
what uh, what what then happened is I mean I explained it I got the point across in three minutes and I was done they understood my rationale they understood what I was saying they understood what I was experiencing they had experiences of themselves they were sharing with me and then the young man sitting across from me was like well so what do you think it all means? <laughs> he was ready to get to get to the bottom of it. So what do you think it all means? And I was I just smiled and chuckled to myself to say, man, I, I have an idea what it means. And I've written a book about it. And then he, you know, the, the brother's on it. He's quick to just, you know, get to it. He said, well, how can I get this book? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this is good. So I'm like, well, you can get the book either by going to my website or you can get it from me directly. Now, at this point, I'm pretty much, I've pretty much given up on trying to sell this book. And I need for the story to resonate with folk. And so I've realized I'm not going to make money, not on the timeline. You know, like Nipsey said, it's not going to happen when you think it's going to happen. It is going to happen, but it's not going to be your on your timeline. And so um so that's the lesson for me. But you know, I'm going to give him a copy tomorrow. And I I hope that the story resonates with him and I hope he shares it with others so that, you know, the traction will grow, which will be good. And so so that's what's up. So the the thing about it is, today is 222, 2023, February 22nd, and it was at 1.09 a.m. on 222 when I awoke. I, was, I went to sleep, and then I awoke at 1.09 a.m., and I snapped a photo on, you know, my, on my cell phone, and I kept that there, and that was that's my record of what happened um i have the i i have the knowledge that i woke up at 109 and i told the guys i told this class i said you know what it, it it continues to happen. One of the students asked me, like, how long has this been happening to you? And I told her, like, about 15 years. And, like, her jaw dropped because she thought, oh, he's just talking about something that happened yesterday or, the, like, this, this past month or over the week or something. And when I told her 15 years, then she was like, what? So that was another student who was, like, shocked to hear you know what I'm referring to, and and then I I told them I said, hey, you guys, like today, it happened again. I woke up at 1:09 a.m. and I snapped a photo. And the kid who had who had a phone full of moments when he encountered 3:33, that resonated with him. And um, so those were very cool moments all today in the class and then finally there was a moment when i said to myself you know what i should tell them what i think 109 means and i should talk about nipsey and i should i should go into the connections between 109 and nipsey 
because I have three solid stories about 109 and Nipsey. I'll save the details, but I'll just run them down quickly. I was in Oman, a car cut me off, and the license plate was 109. That was the same day Nipsey was murdered. That was within an hour of learning of Nipsey's uh, murder. 109, I saw it on the back of the car after it cut me off about an hour after Nipsey's murder, okay? That's the first moment when Nipsey and 109 were connected in my mind, associated, when the association was made, okay? The next time 109 and Nipsey, you know, were associated um, is, let's see, it was in, in Oman. Oh, it was in, was it in Sweden? No, it was probably in Los Angeles first. In Los Angeles, I was driving down Crenshaw Boulevard and I was passing Crete Academy. Crete Academy is where Nipsey's mural was painted on the ground on the basketball court. And I wanted to um, see it. I couldn't see it because I was driving by and because there's a gate there and you can't, you know, the best views of the basketball court of the mural would be from above. And who's going to, I don't have a drone, you know. Only way to um, to see the mural would be to look at videos. Anyhow, I was driving driving by. I noticed the school. I could see the mural. You know, I, could, I, I, I knew that it was on the ground. I could somewhat get a view of it. And when I drove past the school, I noticed that right immediately adjacent to the school is an apartment building and the apartment address is 61109 6109 that's the second time that nipsey and 109 are associated in my mind can you imagine an address a building address and you know a mural a big mural they're coincided that mural could have been painted on a number of uh school playgrounds and yet it was painted there and it's next to the the, the apartment building uh, address uh, 6109 okay that's the second story third story is i was in sweden i went into the nobel peace prize museum and just before going on a tour i talked with a young woman from eritrea that's nipsey's country she and I talked about Nipsey. After we talked about Nipsey, the tour of the museum began. You see, I met that woman at the bookstore or the gift shop at the Nobel Peace Prize Museum. And I was just killing time. I had about 15 minutes before the tour began. And I, I only noticed that she was, uh, you know, Eritrean. Well, I thought she was Ethiopian, actually. But, but we talked. And when... I, I, I spoke to her and I said, thank you, Amiseginalo, in Ethiopian, or excuse me, in Amharic. I said, Amiseginalo, which means thank you. She said to me, I'm not Ethiopian. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, where are you from? And she said, Eritrean. That, that, is what, that was the impetus that led me to say, well, did you know Nipsey Hussle? And then we talked about Nipsey right there in the gift shop. Very briefly, because she was working and I had to get out of there because her co-workers and whomever were kind of like, um, shouldn't be talking. You need to be working. There are customers in line. Let's go. So after having that conversation with that young Eritrean woman at the museum gift shop, 
about Nipsey, the conversation was about Nipsey, the museum tour begins. And when the museum tour begins, just behind the tour guide in one of the first um, displays or the first areas where the, the tour, you know, you know, commenced, just behind the display window, there's a document that has the number 109 written on it. The document is from 1934. So I was bugging. But that's Nipsey and 109 coinciding. They are associated. Those three moments, right? Those three moments. And then, and then it was today. The fourth moment was today because I woke up at 109 a.m., right? Unbeknownst to me, when I was talking to those kids, I had no idea, none whatsoever. I had no idea what information was going to be released. And then today, on 2-22-2023, the information about Nipsey Hussle's um, killer was released. The news was released that uh, Eric Holder was sentenced to 60 years in prison for Nipsey, Hus Nipsey Hussle's murder. I woke up at 1.09 a.m. on the same day that Nipsey Hussle's killer was sentenced to 60 years. So even today, 1.09 and Nipsey were associated. So that's my story. Yeah. And that all happened in, in class today. So tomorrow I'm going to have the book that I'm going to share with the young man. I'm going to sign it. Make sure he gets a copy, and hopefully the story spreads like wildfire. And I hope I'm not giving, not I hope I'm not spreading, not being too personal. You know, because when you when you're too personal, then you know people will use that against you. That's what I fear. Oh, I know what he's talking about. Oh, is this what you think? Oh, that, is that what you think? Well, ah, that's not it. Nah, but this is way deeper, way realer, way stronger. This is this is some really dope, deep stuff that I think a lot of people are going to rock with. Because it's not just me creating this. This is me retelling these events that actually happened. And I have the perspective. I have the, the benefit. I have the, the uh, what is it? Yeah, I have the benefit of having traveled and having had these experiences, and I'm just relaying the story, retelling it to, to, to the folks who really need it the most, right? So I'm, I'm serving my role as 109, but 108, that's what all of this is about, 108. All right, that's it for me. You're at 109 right now. <laughs>